0: Hey, this is Pastor Arm, and I want to thank you for joining me today for the Activation Church podcast. We are here so that people can activate their life in Christ, and I believe this message is going to help you go further than ever before. Check it out. The Bible says in Matthew, the fifth chapter, verse 14, it says, you are the light of the world. Turn to the person next to you and say, you are the light of the world. Jesus says, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden, nor do people light their light and put it under a basket, but they put it on a stand so that everyone in the house can see. In the same way, somebody say in the same way. He says, in the same way that you would display a light in your house, let your light shine so that others may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. You are the light of the world. And I love how Jesus says your father. He doesn't just approach it from the standpoint of, hey, I am God's son. He lets us know that we are all God's children by saying your father. Last week, we asked some questions. One of them was, where did I come from? I want you to know that you came from God. That's why Jesus identifies him as our Father. He is the source of our life. Somebody say, he's the source of my life. Praise God. Then he goes on to say, you are the light of the world, which deals with your identity. Who am I? I am the light of the world. What am I here for? To shine that light so that others can see and give glory to my father who is in heaven. You know how God receives glory? He receives glory through the things that we do. Jesus says, "I want you to abide in me because if you'll abide in me, you're going to become productive." And through the produce, the fruit that you produce, my father is going to receive glory. That's really what it's all about. We are here to give God glory through the things that we do, through the good works, or we should say the God works that are empowered by him. A few years ago, I took uh, Randy and his family out on my boat. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a captain of sorts. <laughs> I told the first service, you know, you got the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. And I think that I'm going to start going by captain. So you can start calling me Captain Arm today. But I took Randy and his family out on the boat for a, a good time, or I was having a good time, and we got out in the middle of the lake, and something happened that you'd never want to happen when you're in the middle of the lake. We ran out of gas. And immediately, Randy hops into action. I mean, he doesn't blink an eye. He doesn't take time to ask questions. He just he jumps up, he grabs an oar, and he gets on, fr- on the front of the boat, and he just starts paddling. Now, this is a 20-foot vessel, so you can imagine he's not really making a dent in anything, but it was cute, so I just sat there and watched him for a little bit as he paddled away. And then finally, I got my phone out, and I called Tow Boat USA, and they came and put gas in the boat, and we were able to get back on the lake. Somebody say, the fuel makes the difference. The fuel makes the difference. (laughs) <laughs> the difference. The fuel is the difference between whether or not you sit dead in the water or you move forward. The fuel has to do with where you're going. You know, last week we talked about your purpose. But today I want to talk about how you can move forward in your purpose. What's the difference between a Christian who thrives and a Christian who just sits dormant. What's the difference between a Christian who burns bright and a Christian that burns out? Have you ever seen a Christian who, you know, there's a time that they're burning bright, they're on fire, but they're like a Roman candle, eventually they fizzle out. The difference is the fuel. It's what's fueling them. The fuel makes the difference. The old timers would say it this way. The anointing makes the difference. I grew up hearing that. The anointing makes a difference or you're anointed. And I think, yes, that's awesome. But then I was like, what is the anointing? If it makes such a big difference, <laughs> I need to know about this. And if it's going to make a difference in my life, I want to know how to get it. Because how many of you, if, if God's saying, hey, I've got something that's going to make a difference in your life, you want to be like, hey, I want some of that. So what is the anointing? Where where does it come from? Who does it belong to? I mean, that's a big question we should always ask. Whenever scripture is dealing with something, we should ask, hey, is this for me? And I want you to understand that the anointing is for every believer. Somebody say every believer. If you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, you are, in fact, anointed. We've just got to figure out what this anointing is that we have so we can figure out how to stir it up and get it operating in our life, so that it can start making a difference. Because I promise you, the anointing will make a difference in every aspect of your life. An anointed man will be an anointed husband. An anointed man will be an anointed father. An anointed woman will accomplish great things in her community. Why? Because that anointing will make the difference. Somebody said the anointing. We'll make the difference. But what is the anointing? The anointing is the presence of God in the life of the believer who empowers us to become who God has called us to become so that we can do what God has called us to do. Did you catch that? The the anointing is The presence of God in the life of the believer who empowers. That's important. He empowers us to become who God has called us to become, number one. Because how many of you know you can't become like God apart from God? If you could be like Jesus without Jesus, you would have never needed Jesus. But I can tell by looking at you this morning, there's some people out there that really needed Jesus. (laughs) So God... Gives us the ability to become like him through the anointing. But also, it's not just becoming like him. He empowers us to do the things that he's called us to do. He empowers us to be the light to the world. He empowers us with gifts. He empowers us with abilities. The, the, the anointing is very important in our life. No one has done anything great for God in history apart from the anointing. Noah was able to build an ark because of the wisdom he received from the Holy Spirit. You do know that Noah was not a boatmaker. He didn't go to school to learn how to construct the ark. He was able to do it because God spoke to him, gave him the wisdom, the understanding, and the gifts that he needed, along with the resources to put it all together. And I want you to understand that if God has called you to do something, then that he will always empower you for it and give you the resources you need. So never feel like, I can't. If God says you can and you will, you need to put your faith around that and say, you better bet your bottom dollar I'm moving forward and I'm going to make this thing happen. I don't know how, but I know who is with me and because he is with me, all things become possible to me. Too many times we never move forward in life because we have this concept of, well, how can I? You know, I can see how like, so-and-so can do something great because they have this, and they've accomplished this, but what about me? I've never done anything. I've never done... Stop that. If God says do something, he is going to give you the ability, the strength, the wisdom, and the resources to accomplish it. Moses was able to do incredible miracles with the people of Israel because of the power of the Holy Spirit it was not Moses's ability it was God working through Moses it is God the Bible says who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure a few weeks ago we talked about Samson Samson had incredible strength but that strength came from the Holy Spirit We know that he would shake himself, the Bible said, and the Spirit of God would rush upon him and Samson would do incredible things. But one day Samson wakes up and the Bible says he shook himself like every other day and nothing happened. You know why? Because the strength wasn't up to Samson. It was up to the Spirit of the Lord. Even Jesus was anointed for his mission on earth. He says in the book of luke he says the spirit of the lord is upon me he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor he has anointed me that means he has set me aside and empowered me for a purpose so when we talk about the anointing and we say you're anointed i want you to start seeing that you are set aside and empowered For a purpose. What is that purpose? To be the light to the world so that others can see what you're doing and give your God glory. Last week we said it this way. You are called to represent Christ Jesus here on this earth and to build his kingdom. But the only way you will ever do that, please hear what I'm saying. The only way you will ever be effective is through and by the anointing of the Holy Spirit that is on your life without the holy spirit you're like randy on the front of the boat it's cute you're putting in a lot of work a lot of effort and a lot of energy but eventually you're going to burn out and go nowhere because you're trying to operate in your own strength i don't know about you but i don't want to operate in my strength i don't want to operate in my ability that's why before i ever get up to preach on a sunday morning I take my oil and I anoint my ears to hear, my eyes to see, my mouth to speak, my hands to reach, and my feet to go where God has called me to go. Why? Because what I do is not about me. It is about Christ in me. It is the anointing that makes the difference. Somebody say the anointing makes the difference. So the first thing I want you to understand about the anointing is the anointing gives you the power to burn. Somebody say the power to burn. What do I mean by that? We're talking about being a light to the world, right? Well, you're not going to have flame without oil. You're not, you're not going to have a flame without fuel. It's the anointing that fuels your flame and keeps you burning so that you do not burn out. See, we touched on it a moment ago, but it is impossible for you to do the works of Christ apart from the Spirit of Christ working in you. It's not in our nature. As human beings within our flesh, it is always our nature and our desire to go against the things of God. So what does God do? He intervenes and he, by the power of the Holy Spirit, draws our attention to Jesus so that we receive Jesus. As soon as we receive Jesus, now the Spirit himself makes his home inside of us to empower us. So if if you are saved, if you have given your life to Christ Jesus, it is because the Holy Spirit has done that work on you. Now that he has done that work on you, he wants to start to do his work in you. He wants to start producing the works. He wants to start producing the fruit. But if you do not understand and rely on the Spirit, then you will move into ritual and religion. Christianity is not about ritual and religion, it is about relationship. If I will come into proper relationship with the Father, by the way of the cross and the blood of Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit, that's when things will start to change in my life. You don't gain the fruit of the Spirit by disciplining yourself to make fruit happen. You do not change yourself by beating yourself up and focusing on your flaw until you fix it. The easiest way to see transformation is to focus on the Spirit and have relationship with the Spirit, and then He'll start working those things out in you. I don't know if any of you have ever experienced transformation in your life, but you look back and you see, this is where I was, but I'm no longer there. Now I'm here and I'm continuing to move forward. That transformation happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. So here's the thing. As believers, if we want to be fruitful in our purpose, if we want to move forward and not sit dead in the water, then we have to have relationship with the Spirit of God. We have to have a prayer life. We have to have communication. Think about him as your life source. Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. He says, I am the vine, you are the branch. There's a connection that happens when we abide that, so that what is flowing through Christ is now flowing through us, making us be productive. We have to have a relationship. We have to have communication. We have to take time to, to share our heart with God and allow God to share his heart with us. We've got to take time to get in his word and see what he is saying and not just get there but walk it out. How many of you know that the Word of God will be useless to you until you activate it in your life by actively walking out what God's Word says for you? Obedience is the thing that brings you into the blessing. It's not just being a hearer of the Word. It's being a doer of the Word. The Bible says don't deceive yourself. By just being a hearer you've got to hear what he is saying so that you can carefully walk it out and then God tells Joshua if you'll be careful to walk it out walk it out walk it out if you'll be careful to walk it out then I'm gonna make your way prosperous and you're gonna have good success why because that anointing that will come on your life by being obedient to the word is going to make the difference in your life I've got to be a person of worship because worship shifts the atmosphere Worship invites the presence of God into my situation. So that the things that I cannot change, the things that I cannot control, the things that I cannot fix, as I begin to worship God and he invades that space, he begins to bring freedom. So here's what I want you to see. Not only does he cause me to burn, not only does he give me the power to burn, but God also gives me the power to break some things in my life. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah... It says the anointing breaks the yoke. Aram doesn't break it. The anointing breaks the yoke. What is the yoke? It's anything that tries to hold me back. It's anything that would burden me. It's anything that would try to hinder me. It's anything that would try to bind me. The anointing breaks that off. So there are things that maybe you're struggling with, that you've been struggling with, For years, and no matter how hard you work towards it, you've still got this fight within you. What I want you to know is the anointing has the ability to break that open for you because where the Spirit of the Lord is, the Bible says there is liberty, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is the fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures for ever more i've got to have the anointing in my life breaking some things open for me in my life there's there's a man are y'all with me this morning there's a man that i've known for years and years and years some of you in here you know him but you don't know this part of his story is he okay i love the babies just worshiping this morning we have one on the front row last week just worshiping. But listen, there's this man that I know. For years, throughout the 60s and 70s, he was a heroin addict. And he could not do anything to break that addiction. But he had a praying mama. He had a mother who didn't just pray. She prayed anointed prayers. Because if you're anointed, when you pray, you pray anointed prayers you pray powerful prayers the prayer of the righteous person the bible says has great power as it's working and so she started praying for her son those anointed prayers and one night he went to shoot up and the needle would not penetrate his skin and from that day forward he's been clean and he's been serving the lord the anointing made the difference in his life The anointing will make the difference in your life. What do you need broken? What do you need broken in your family? Get the anointing involved. Stop stop trying to work it out and walk it out on your own. Come to God and say, God, I need you in this. I need your anointing to come on me for this situation, for this moment. I need your anointing to be the difference, and to make the difference. I heard a story the other day. It was a pastor. He was talking about another pastor's daughter. She's 14. She was going to go out to dinner with one of her friends, and as they were driving, the car broke down on the side of the road. A pickup truck with a man in it pulled over, and they thought he was going to help them, but he was there to abduct them. He threw both of the girls in his truck, and as he was driving away, the the pastor's daughter, she said, first response was fear. She said, but then I moved from that fear, and I felt the anointing come on me. She said, I started praying in the Holy Ghost. And as the man was driving, he started freaking out, going, what in the world's going on? And her friend said, oh, she's praying in the Holy Ghost. And she started praying in the Holy Ghost with her. It freaked the man out so bad, he pulled over the truck and said, get out. That's the difference I want in my life. I want to know that I'm carrying a real power everywhere that I go because the power of God is with me. Listen, church, we do not serve a flannel book character. We serve the living, resurrected God who rules and reigns in the affairs of men and women, and he wants to rule in your life. You know, all of the things that we see going on in the world— you know, we think that if we'll just vote the right person in, things will change. And listen, I believe it is our right and our responsibility as citizens to vote our conscience. So I'm not saying that there's, you shouldn't. We should. But I'm here to tell you the change that we need is never going to happen to a politician or any other leader. It's going to happen when the church of Jesus Christ realizes that they are the light of the world. And they start spreading that light. We've got to stop complaining about things and start praying about things. We've got to understand the enemies that we're pointing the finger at are not the real enemy. That's just a human being that is being infiltrated by a spirit. So we can't deal with it by tearing down the human being. The only way we can deal with spiritual things is with spiritual weapons. But here's the good news. He's given us some weapons, he says, that are not of this flesh, but they have divine power to the pulling down of strongholds. When you are anointed, you've got the ability and the power and the authority to start pulling down strongholds. I'll challenge you this morning. Start identifying the different strongholds that you have in your life and start taking them to God and start pulling them down. Start praying them through. Start worshiping God as if it's already happened. Start praising God before it even, you even see it happen. See, so many times we are well, praise God when it happens. That's not how praise works. You praise as if it's already happened. You praise as if you've already seen the victory. And then that praise will usher you in. To the victory he's already prepared so the anointing Tom it'll cause you to burn and not burn out the anointing will cause you to start breaking some things open the anointing will cause you to start breaking some things off your life but the final thing I want you to understand about the anointing is it will refresh you and as human beings that's really what we are after We're after refreshing. We get worn out. We get tired. And we just want something to rejuvenate us. We'll go on a vacation. We go on this vacation and we may feel like a pocket of that refreshing. But it doesn't last. Some people go to relationships for that refreshing. But it doesn't last, and so they've got to go from that relationship to another relationship. We're always chasing the next thing. Why are we doing that? Because we're looking for something to refresh us. We'll, we'll go to a substance for refreshing. And we may get temporary relief, but it never lasts because nothing this world has to offer us will last. But God is saying, I'll give you something that never runs out. I'll give you a refreshment that never runs dry. I love the story of Jesus meeting with the woman at the well. He goes and he sees this woman there and he has the opportunity to take this well and use it as an illustrated sermon to bless her life. And through the things that we find in that story, we can find a blessing for us too if we'll actually understand what's going on in this conversation. Because as she comes to get water, Jesus says, hey, why don't you give me a little bit of water? So now they're talking about water. It's fitting they're at the well they're talking about water and in the process of the conversation jesus says if you knew who i was if you knew the gift that i carried you would have asked me for water and i would have given you living water now she's intrigued tell me about this living water tell me about what i can get so i don't have to come back here anymore Tell me about this thing that's going to spring up, this thing that's not going to be temporary, this thing that's going to last. And so Jesus starts to talk to her, and she recognizes something about him that's different. And the anointing will mark you in such a way that people will recognize the anointing on your life. And he says, I tell you what, go get your husband. Now, this is where the rubber's going to start to meet the road for this woman. He says, go get your husband. And she says, I don't have a husband. He says, you've spoken correctly because you've had five husbands. And the man you're with now, you're not married to. What he's trying to show her is you've been going from relationship to relationship, trying to find something to refresh you, something to revive you, something to make you feel like you belong, something to make you feel like you've got some worth, something, something to make you feel like you've got some value. But as long as you go to that source, you're going to have to keep on going back to that source. And as soon as that source runs out and dries up, which it will always run out and dry up, you're going to have to find another source. But if you'll come to me, I will give you living water. As a matter of fact, it will rise up and become springs of living water that flow from your very belly. See, that's what Jesus came for. He came so that you could have life and have it more abundantly. But so many of us miss out on the abundance that God has made available because we simply do not tap into the source. We think it's about just showing up to church. And listen, there is tremendous value in us gathering together. And the Bible teaches that we should gather together. But there is more than just coming to a place. There's more than just singing a song. There's got to be an active participation and relationship with God to where when he says do it, I do it, even if it doesn't make sense to me. Because that's how I tap into the source that will start flowing for my life. Some of us, we have financial crisis in our life. And things are always getting run down and breaking down. We've got to, it's because we've put our trust in our own flesh instead of putting our trust in God. Instead of saying, God, I, tr- I truly trust. And when you tithe, that's what you're saying. I trust you with what you've placed in my hand. And God says, okay. Watch this. Now that you've made me your source, I will be your source. Listen, church, I've seen God do it time and time again for me. I am nothing special. I I barely even have an education. I graduated with a 1.7 GPA from high school. And I don't even know how I got out of there. I cheated on my final exit exam. (laughs) Thankfully, the girl I cheated off of apparently had the same test I did. I am nothing special apart from the Holy Spirit. That's how I know that God can make the difference. The anointing can make the difference. By giving your whole life to him. And as soon as you do, as soon as you truly tap into that vine to where you say, Jesus, I am now abiding in you. And you are now abiding in me. Whatever is in you, now let it flow to me. And I'm going to put my whole trust in you. I'm going to make you my priority. Watch what he will do it's available you're already anointed you've just got to learn how to stir up that anointing that's already there for some of you it's been lying dormant and you need to stir it up and it's something that every day this is what's so beautiful it's the with the holy spirit and the anointing it's not a one and done every day we can be filled with the spirit of God by just simply turning to him and saying, Jesus, fill me today with your spirit. Jesus, today I need your spirit. I need your spirit on the job. See, that's the anointing. not just for standing behind a podium. The anointing is for you to go to work. The anointing is for you to raise a family. The anointing is for you to be you in the zone. Remember we talked about the zone? The anointing is for you to be you in the zone that God has called you to be in. And every day he will fill you.